I'm Tara. I'm Ryan. We love Disney movies. So we decided to watch them all, from Snow White to Frozen 2 and beyond. Each episode, we'll watch a different Walt Disney Animated Studios film and tell you all about it. Did we like it? Does it hold up? Who's our favorite hero? Or villain. We'll give you history and fun facts about each movie. And sometimes, we'll invite our friends to watch along with us. So put on your tiara. Or your evil crown. And join us on our adventure. This is Tara and Ryan's Princess Diaries. Hello, fairy tale friends, and welcome to another mini tale today. We are doing 2013's Saving Mr. Banks, a movie that I'm going to have a little bit of a hard time talking about. I don't think, I think it was good and I enjoyed it, but it's probably the least, the, the hardest movie I've been able to just sit back, relax, and watch. I, because the whole time I'm going, is this really what happened? Yeah, that's for me, that was the hardest part. I mean, we'll go into what we liked. We'll go into, you know, a little bit of the story. But I enjoyed it as a film. But because it's based on true events and because I know what I know about P.L. Travers and how resistant she was mm-hmm. um, and the relationship between her and Walt Disney that was not good. Yes. Uh it's it's hard to watch that and be like, well, that's not how that really happened, and what is this about? And yeah, so you you kind of takes you out of the experience, uh, you know, a little it, bit. I was gonna say if you don't know a lot about the history of the movie stuff, but I feel like if you're listening to this podcast, you're at least into the story of Walt Disney and these kind of classic movies enough that yeah, and we covered some of it in our Mary Poppins episodes, yeah. so I would suggest going back to revisit. That episode, or if you haven't listened to it, because we do talk about some of the history uh, and the background of P.L. Travers and the relationship between her and Walt Disney. But let's go ahead and talk about what we did like about it. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, I think I like this movie. I think if you had taken away my, like, kind of like, that's not what happened. This seems a little, you know, my cynicism... I would have enjoyed it a little more. Yeah, if I didn't know the history, I think I would have enjoyed it more. But then it comes to that thing where I, it wouldn't have made for a good movie if they told the real story, but I almost don't like that they didn't tell the real story. Uh, So that's kind of, that's kind of where it bothers me. And I was curious if you came across anything. I know she didn't have children of her own, but did any of her family or anyone who knew her come out about this film at all or say anything Ooh, I, about it i don't know i know there were stuff about that was like there's people who came out about the historical inaccuracies of yeah it. and people talked that it was a for lack of a better term disneyfied version yeah and that's i mean it, it under, was I, I mean i don't when i say it's understandable i don't mean like i get it why they did it but it's like i don't sympathize with why they did it it's just it doesn't surprise me that disney came out with a very cleaned up version where Walt, you know, I, I think at the end of the movie, he didn't seem nearly as like, it didn't feel completely like Walt's the good guy and she's the bad guy. Like, I thought that's how it was going to be. Like, Walt yeah. turns her around to liken it, which he kind of does, but it wasn't like, oh, you just need to lighten up lady. Like, the audience, I feel like, feels for her perspective on this character. Yes, I would agree with that. End. And that's... The one thing I did like, but the one thing I kept questioning is the movie cuts back and forth between her as a child and the events of her childhood, which With, influenced 
Yes. Which influenced her writing Mary Poppins. And so it's her also grappling with still living in the past and living those feelings and carrying those feelings around. And so she's very protective of the character. She's very protective of the Banks family. She's very protective of Mary Poppins Mm -hmm. because they are her family. They're more than just characters she wrote. And even when I think a writer writes characters, they're a part of them in some way, shape, or form, right? And this was very – she was very connected to these characters. She wrote – many books about Mary Poppins. Right. My question then is, was what we were seeing about her childhood, was that accurate? Yeah, and that's And that's something of, we don't know because we didn't do a lot of research before this since it was a mini tale. That's that's why I had a hard time, I think, getting really invested in the, in the movie. Let's bring a little levity to this. Yeah, we kind of came in hot. Yes. Um, <laughs> I, and, I, and I do think this movie, it's... If there's something to be said about this movie outside of the Disneyfication of here's history, it's a little saccharine. Now, that's the type of movie that I think you and I enjoy that are kind of like really tugging at the heartstrings. And some mm-hmm. of this was very much like, you know, created in a lab to make you go, oh. Um, but let's bring a little levity to it. You seem to be a little into uh, Colin Farrell, who played. Uh, I know he's very handsome. He old Travis's uh-huh. dad. Yeah. I came like, oh. <laughs> well, let's just talk about the performances in general. No, I let's think... dive into this a little bit more. Uh, <laughs> was he a hunk? Was that? Yeah, he's easy on the eyes. Okay. I've always thought he was easy on the eyes. I Especially guess I've just never vocalized that. To when you. he comes up riding, before you realize he's like. A stifling alcoholic and all these other issues when he rides up to his daughter on a white horse with no saddle and like a button down shirt, but like a (laughs) a bandana on his neck. I was like, good Lord. Uh, He might as well. Like if, if that wasn't his daughter, if that was just a woman, that would have been like the cover of a Harlequin novel. I've come to take you away on my Australian steed. But what I let's talk about the performances because I think he did a fantastic job. Emma Thompson, as always, does an amazing job. But I think she really embodied P.L. Travers from what we've read about P.L. Travers, yes. from what we know about her. Um, we are by no means experts, but from from the research we've done. Uh, also, something that happens at the end, so this is a spoiler, and something to watch for if you're watching the movie, watch the credits, because not only do they show oh pictures of the actual premiere and Walt with P.L. Travers and There's... then uh, kind of the storyboarding process, but they actually play the recording that she made them record during the rehearsals. That's something that happened in real life, obviously, but it's also something through the movie of like, we're going to record every session. So I make sure you have all this information down on, um, on tape available. I liked every performance in this sans one. Oh, interesting. And that might be a personal preference. It's Can BJ you... Novak. <laughs> yeah. You don't like him. You don't let, care for him. <laughs> let me, let me explain. Um, and we're going to have to quack this out, but he puts on a very good performance in this as well when he's being an <laughs> asshole. And I think that's because he's an <laughs> asshole. <laughs> like, there's a scene where he, like, finally, like, mouths off to Travis. She's like, of does it matter? Because she's like, why does he have a mustache? She's like, does it matter? And, like, when he's doing that, I was like, great performance. Anything else where he's supposed to be, like, singing and doing that, I was, like, not buying it. Especially yeah. since he's one of the two Sherman brothers, and the other Sherman brother is Jason Schwartzman, who's nailing it on every level. Yeah, yeah. 
I I didn't mind him, but I had a feeling you didn't care for him. But yeah, <laughs> I uh, let's also talk about Bradley Whitford, who I love. He was fantastic. Yeah. And let me say, so there are certain parts of this film when they're doing the rehearsals and they're going through the script and Bradley Whitford plays the parts of the different characters. I would like to uh, commission to start a GoFundMe. <laughs> just for those just, three no, characters? No, just for Bradley Whitford to reenact all of Mary Poppins as he every was, character. He, he looked was, like he was loving it. He was really great because he plays... Uh, Let me the, look at his He plays the bank... He he plays uh what's his name from the bank? Oh yeah, he does he does, he does Dick him. Van Dyke as he does as Dick Van Dyke Mr. Dawes. As, as Mr. Dawes. He does Michael and Jane, I think, at one point. Uh so yeah, he does, you know, all the different characters. And so anytime that was on the on the screen, I really enjoyed it. He's a lot. Don DeGrady, who I guess was a supervising producer. I, I don't know who they that is. They said it in the in right. the a script writer or something. They said it in the film. Uh, I but, thought Tom Hanks was excellent oh, as yeah, Walt Disney without looking like job. he was going up there and doing like a Disney impression. Yes, I would agree with that. He he really felt like the middle point between Walt Disney and Tom Hanks because I never once went, that's not Tom Hanks. Yeah. But it was, he did a very good kind of like light Southern, you know, Missouri accent mm-hmm. without being too, you know, he was really good. Yeah, I really enjoyed it a lot. But my favorite character, and I believe... We agree. Not my actually. My favorite character was P.L. Travers. Yeah. But my favorite other character was Ralph the driver, played oh by Paul my Giamatti. Gosh. So Paul, Paul Giamatti. Giamatti, he does an amazing job in this. But the relationship. So, you know, we're not really going to go beat for beat with this one. But throughout the film, when she gets to California, she's very put off by everything. She's a big grump, for like lack of a better term. And you find out why, and she has her reasons. And this driver keeps trying to warm up to her. You know, he picks her up from the airport and the whole way it's like, you know, Walt Disney presents and it's this sign, you know, P.L. Travers. And then she gets to her hotel room and there's like a million stuffed animals and all of this fruit and all of this stuff. And she's like, how old am I? I don't need all of this stuff. <laughs> that's that's the thing is she's like in real life. She seemed like a pretty unlikable person. And Emma Thompson does a good job of making you making you go against Disney in a Disney movie. Yeah. When you're like. People who went to go see, like, who was this aimed at? This was aimed at people who loved Mary Poppins. And we're yeah. like, we're going to tell you the story of and the person who hated I would Mary say Poppins. it's definitely not for young children, because it's a heavy subject matter, I will yes. say. Her father, we watch her father die of what we presume is alcoholism. Yes. So, um, uh, jump ahead if there's just a trigger warning. Uh, jump ahead if you're, if there's like self-harm issue. But there is a attempted suicide in it i believe so with her mother that she kind of her as a child she kind of walks out in like a not catatonic but like a fugue state she walks out into the river as if she's going to drown herself and then she wakes up out of it It, um and also trigger warning for alcoholism as well i think if you have um somebody in the family yes who who suffers with that lives with that something else i do want to bring up in the similarity to that they do address Walt smoking in this. They do, in, in yeah. A, in a way where he's coughing and stuff. He's this coughing isn't... throughout, so you kind of hear the cough before you see him come around the corner, and then or when a, he's in his office. There's a time when they don't. P.L. Travers like bursts into his office, and they're like, "Don't go in there!" And he puts out a cigarette. Like you don't see, you see him. Like the you hand motion, you don't smoke, see a cigarette. Do, yeah, and he you says, "I don't like to, I don't like people to see me smoking because it encourages bad habits." Which apparently is 
True. Yeah. So throughout the film, uh, going back to the relationship with the driver, we're kind of seeing she's, you know, she's coming over from London. She's not super pumped for Disney to work on this film. She's, she hasn't signed over the rights yet. So She's infinitely cynical and the driver is infinitely like sunny and su- positive. It's it's London versus California. Yes, very much so. And But never at odds with never each other. At like odds. she just doesn't like anybody, but he's always like, "Okay, Mrs." He refers Yeah. She wants to be called Mrs. Travers and not Pamela. And she says, she says, just misses. And he, and they never he get And first he says, right. Mrs. P.L. Travers. And she's like, no, just misses. And then that turns into him just calling her Mrs. Yes. But they have a scene where they really come together uh, where she is very frustrated and she storms out because they've made Mr. Banks cruel. And we come to find out that Mr. Banks is based on her father. Mary Poppins has come to save Mr. the Banks. family, yeah. specifically Mr. Banks, save the parents, save Mr. Banks. And not to save the children. And so that was a big moment for everyone involved because they thought Mary Poppins was there to save the kids. But she storms out uh, because she doesn't like how they're portraying Mr. Banks. And throughout the film we see as a child, she makes almost like these little, I don't know if they're fairy houses, but she makes like little, little houses. Well, I think she just likes building things because she says later, oh, it's a bandstand. And this yeah, is yeah. So She's, I guess it's, it's not, not whimsical. Fantastical. It's yeah, just but- her... Her building materials Yeah, are. out of leaves and mm-hmm. things like that. And so that's what she's doing in front of the Walt Disney like lot, the animation studio. She's sitting in the grass. Which, that did look like the actual building. We've seen it so many times. Yeah. I wonder if they filmed in yeah, front of it. Yeah, I think it. They, they may have. But uh, she starts kind of creating in the grass, and the driver was taking his lunch, and he sees her, and he comes, and he brings her a cup of tea and a paper cup, and she's like, oh, I couldn't possibly have tea and a <laughs> she's paper in, cup. No, she goes, it's... it's sacrilege to drink yes. tea out of a paper cup yes. and then and he's like anyway. okay <laughs> yeah but he sits down with her and there's a line he says that she brought the sunshine and she and i even was like that's ridiculous it's california and that's kind of how pl travers is like she doesn't suffer foolishness yeah and she doesn't and she, like familiarity because she says this so i was like pamela travers he's like do you understand how strange it is for me to hear, hear a complete stranger speak to me as if he knows as me. if he knows me yeah. saying my first name and so you know she says well the rain brings life and the driver this is early on says well so does the sunshine and so then he sits down next to her and explains to her why he's so focused on the weather and we find out he has a child um who's in a wheelchair we're not really sure mm-hmm. what uh you know what the situation is but she's in a wheelchair and when it's sunny she can go outside and he knows that but when it's raining she's got to be cooped up and so they kind of have this very real intimate moment together um where they kind of just really relate to one another and it's just such a good moment and then they have another really strong moment she finally they finally win her over with let's go fly a kite they're like we understand uh you know, about you wanting Mr. Banks. They change the they ending change the to make, ending, him, to make him mend the kite, to make him be part of the family. And so they sing the song and she's dancing and everyone is shocked because she's she's dancing and she's singing and she's like very much on board. 
And then they talk about the penguins. And she's like, oh my gosh, she's going to have real penguins. How are you going to train them? Like, what is she, that? She doesn't sound excited about it. She goes, but she's more inquisitive. How is she going to yeah. train the penguins? And they're like, oh, it's a cartoon. And her one thing since the beginning has been, I don't want this to be one of your cartoons. Yeah, I don't want any animation in this film. And so that's when she basically is like, she's like, no, you can't have it. I'm not signing the rights to you. And she storms out and she goes home. She goes to the airport and the driver drops her off and he brings a book and, you know, he goes, I didn't know who you were at first. And when I told my daughter who I was driving around, my daughter gave me your book and now I can't put it down. You know, I, I love this character. I've been reading all about her and she offers to sign it. Which earlier in the movie, and we'll go back because I feel like we're jumping to the end. Yeah, uh, it's okay. I don't they, have a ton of notes on this one, to be honest. They go to Disneyland. He takes her to Disneyland because he thinks Which he's going to win her over. Which she's adamantly against. Yeah, Disneyland. and that does not happen as far no. as we know. Well, in, in apparently in real life, they didn't have they didn't, much like, one-on-one have much of a, FaceTime. Yeah. Like, most of their stuff was over the phone. And... Walt Disney has a stack of cards, which I don't know if this is true. I should look it up. But uh, with his signature on him, so I was like, have a, a signature? He goes, here you go. And he just hands him these yeah, cards. Yeah, and she was shocked that he had pre-signed signatures. And he's he- like, she's a genius. You should get her to sign something. This woman goes to sign something. And P.L. like, oh, no, 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 She's no. like, absolutely So not. I don't think she tr- she signs much. So when she signs this guy, so I don't know if we said, Ralph. Ralph, yeah. Because she goes, the driver. To Jane and her father, she's like, I have never asked your name. He's like, it's Ralph. She's like, the only American I've ever liked. Yeah. And then she gives him a list and the list has like Albert Einstein, Teddy uh, Roosevelt, or maybe it was, it just uh, said Roosevelt. So it was probably, it was was probably FDR. Yeah, because it's it's all people who have had disabilities. Or had difficulties, she she says. These people have had difficulties and they've done great things. Your your girl Jane has nothing to worry about. She can be anything she, she wants to be. She can anything she wants to. And then on the back it says Walt Disney. And she's like, oh, hyperactivity and hard to, to keep attention. I that's That must explain everything. Yeah. She's, it's funny because they almost write her like a certain part of of julie andrews mary poppins like she's yes. very like yeah. again doesn't suffer but foolishness. i also wonder if that is also pl travers again you know yes I, yeah I, yeah i think a lot of that over overlaps you know she's uptight she's particular she's peculiar like she's all of those things mm-hmm. kind of wrapped into one um you know and then there's the moment again when the premiere is coming out and we're seeing that you know she's writing again and she's kind of living her life back in london and the premiere's coming out and her agent asks her if she'll be going and she's like oh i couldn't possibly go to that so inconvenient he's like oh you weren't invited and we see a scene where walt didn't want to invite her because he knows how she can be well he says it's closer to her in the london premiere like i think he in real life he's probably just like don't get her anywhere near this because i think at that point she was saying I don't like this. I don't yeah, like this. Yeah, she was adamantly against yes. And so she just shows up. And when she shows... Again, this is Walt Disney the character, not Walt Disney yes. the person. We've talked a lot about the difference about between those two. Yeah. I had someone say recently that they liked our podcast because we weren't like, quote unquote, Disney adults. Oh, interesting. And we weren't like, everything they do is perfect because I think this movie is like... It's a Disney-fied version of it. I don't want to say yeah. whitewashing the past, because that's not exactly what it's doing, but it's definitely like clean, cleaning it up and Disneyfying it. Yeah. Because he was definitely like, don't come to my premiere. And all the pictures of them at the premiere together is like, 
say cheese and then the picture goes away and he's like get out of here i can't believe you're talking she's like i can't believe you did this to my character like they're both yeah, like, yeah. Not, like they did not like each other uh but she shows up at his office and she's there for the premiere and well and- her agent sorry real quick says when she says yeah he didn't invite me and you're not gonna go that's Mary Poppins wouldn't stand for that or yeah, says something yeah, like that. Says something like, yeah. like that. Uh, but again, we see this connection with the driver. She asks somebody to call her a cab on the night of the premiere and he shows up and he's like, I had a feeling you might need me tonight. And it's just another really sweet moment with them. Now, I know some of you may be listening to this series of events and being like, oh, God, the, the daughter in a wheelchair, the friendly like guy coming in there. cynical. Guess what? This movie's not for you. In fact, this pot, this episode's not for you. You could turn it off now. I've already got your download I number. Don't, I don't read into that, but I guess because I enjoyed that. I, well, I think part of the reason I like movies like this more now is because I have you in my life, and I'm not so like, mm, this is mm. too much. I'm I'm feeling too much. Remember when we saw Inside Out, and I was trying not yeah. to cry, and my face hurt? Like, that's this. Yeah. Is like, try to let this stuff be a little more like uh, be a little more open to it things like yeah. that but there're definitely people out there who I think would what, you will admit that you have you have no cynical people that would think that sort of thing from this story I guess story. yeah uh I just wanted to kind of highlight a couple other things we liked because mm-hmm. I think we've covered a good chunk of it The Ralph uh uh PL Travers uh is the best relationship in it i, I, I love think it so paul giamatti well. is great in a yeah. role that seems kind of small for him at this time possibly but i think he i think he did he a did very great exceptional he did job great. with it there is one moment where we hear walt cough and then you hear uh bradley whifford's character say man in the forest which man is got, in the forest man, we got so excited about because we talk about that in bambi how when Walt would be coming, that was the animators. That was how they let people know, oh, Walt's, Walt's here. Walt's yeah. coming in. So it was fun to hear that. Um, I wrote in my notes having a hard time with fact or fiction. We've kind of yeah. covered that. There were a couple different parts that were, uh, I think, rewarded you for being a Disney history fan. Yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, there's also when he takes her to Disneyland, he tries to get her on the carousel and she like is adamant about, oh no, I'll just watch. I'm not going to get on that. And he goes, get on the horse, Pamela. <laughs> yeah, I about and that. he's so like, like insist- Walt Disney yelling. At yeah. And he's not even fun. yelling. He's just very stern. And so she gets on the horse. Walt Disney losing his cool. Yeah. And she gets on the horse and he goes, oh, I don't care if you got on the horse or not. I just had a bet with the guys that. I could get you, I on, could a get ride you today. Get on a ride today. So I just won 20 bucks. <laughs> and so I love that because we've heard about Walt doing bets with animators yeah. to encourage them to do different things. So I did like that. Um, there was something I wanted to talk about. Do you, it was when they were talking about it. it it's, so there's a very fictionalized part after she goes back to London. Tea and whiskey it was, scene. It was that scene. Yeah. He, she goes back. He takes the plane after after he discovers her real name is not P.L. Travers. And I guess he does some digging and he learns and he goes and they have a moment where he like kind of he's like, I'm not someone who's just a media empire trying to gobble up everything and take yeah, and stuff. just adding adding Mary Poppins as another one of my bricks in my kingdom, which is funny considering I think the ne- this was done in 2013. Yeah. I mean, they just gotten uh marvel <laughs> like a lucasfilm and star wars or something yeah. like this is the beginning of the of the disney becoming the you know multimedia yeah. me- monolith even uh-huh. more so than it was so it was kind of 
funny to hear that line and be like, mm, little do you know, Walt. Yeah, <laughs> but he compares his backstory. I know he grew up in Missouri. I'm curious how much of what he talks about is true about Walt yeah. Disney's growing up. But he talks about, you know, his father owning um, a newspaper stand i guess of not a, sorts not no, a stand a news, he, but he was a, a newspaper man and he newspaper made his man, walt and his brother like do the deliveries and in the snow and they like ate through the it didn't eat through, it soaked through their clothes and tells this horrible story about like also getting beat by his father at some yeah point. and being like he was a wonderful man he did what he could you know which and basically, for the record <laughs> i mean that yeah people were different back then i'm not condoning <laughs> Walt Disney senior beating, but he was like, he was a wonderful man. Wouldn't you like to remember that differently? And I was kind of like, yeah, I feel like the message of this movie is almost like sugarcoating the past. Like, yeah. Yeah. Cause that's essentially what he says to her. You know, it's time to let go of those. It's time to let go. Stop living in the past. It's time to let go of those characters. I do think there is some truth in that. She's so, she's, been changed by what happened to her growing up and that helped her write Mary Poppins but I think that also held her back in this film I don't want to say in yes. life because I don't know Again, her as a person we're talking about the story of this movie which may or yeah, may not be true yeah, so, which, is, which is decidedly not true in some cases yeah I do like that Mickey Mouse walks her into the premiere. <laughs> I don't know if we were supposed to find that endearing or if we were supposed to laugh at it like you and I did because yeah. she, Emma Thompson, even to the end when she's crying at the premiere and Walt tries to like console her, which supposedly she did cry at the premiere, yeah. but it was just she, cause she hated it so much. Yeah. But Walt tries to console her and she says, I just can't stand cartoons. Like, yeah. and I was like, like even, I think she was, working through her feelings and didn't want to say that to Walt, but I, I still like how prickly she is even at the end. Yeah. So when Mickey goes to like give her his arm, mm -hmm. you and I laughed really hard at but that. Cause she looked at it like, okay, fine. The <laughs> other bit that's in there that we found very funny that I'm sure is not true at all. But one of the things that they give her in the hotel room is a giant, like almost life size, like child size Mickey mouse stuffed animal. And so she like faces him against the wall and is like, and that's where you'll stay. Yes. And then she's having a really hard time one night after everything with Mr. Banks being cruel. And she's, you know, looking over, I think, the script in her room, in her hotel room. And then you just see her like having trouble sleeping and she gets up and she <laughs> comes back and she's hugging the Mickey Mouse stuffed animal. I just think there's a through line with Mickey like that that that's why we also find that funny at the end is because she's like with that Mickey stuffed animal <laughs> yeah. and then Mickey like gives her her arm. Uh, but that's I mean, that's I'm good unless you have other things to say about it. No, I, I think, you know, I think uh, we've said what there is to be said about this movie and, and you guys should check it out. I think it's. I think it's fun for Disney fans. I yeah, think it's I think you'll catch a couple things. One thing you read that we didn't catch, I think we forgot to look for oh, it. Yeah. Apparently, you can see plans for Florida, plans for Disney World, I think maybe in Walt's office or maybe somewhere right. in the background. I mean, maybe Epcot. He was always, he, he wanted Epcot, the city of the future. Yeah, so there, so there are things like that to look out for. Um, I should also say his secretary, we liked Dolly and... Like Tommy. Tommy, yeah. Yeah, we liked both of both of those women who played those actor played those parts. Uh those actresses I thought did a good job of those as well. They were small parts, but I think they they did them well. 
not a super diverse cast, I will say. Um, but my one point against that was the characters were five people who were real people. Yeah. And then the other options for, you know, uh, minority actors were, um, the help. It was like the driver or the secretary. Well, the bartender. The, right, but the bartender's in it for like, what can I yeah. get you? A pot of tea? Oh no, Goodbye. I'm not saying like they did a good job, but that's what I'm saying. Those are the other parts. I'm kind where of they could yeah, have. and I'm getting why they didn't do that because maybe they were trying to not have them in stereotypical roles as like yeah. the help. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I I don't. I, I you know that's something we have to wrestle with is is telling histories. You know, like the answer to that is to tell more diverse stories of history Mm -hmm. and not just those but anyway that was just one thing i kept thinking of the whole time i think it's definitely worth checking out i mean it kind of sounds like we're lukewarm on it as i said if it wasn't a real story i would have very much enjoyed it but because i know that there's history behind it i had a really hard time wrestling with well, did that really happen? There's no way that happened. Right. Well, now I'm really curious. Is is that true to her childhood? You know, are they doing her justice? I was very protective. P.L. Travers is very protective of Mary Poppins. I felt very protective of P.L. Travers in this. Yes. Because she's no longer living. They made this movie and made money off of her right, again right, right, in right. another way. And so in my mind, I'm more so like, you know, did they do her justice by this film? And I, will, I don't know if they did or didn't because I don't know enough about her as a person. Well, I'll post, I think when we did Mary Poppins, I posted this um, documentary. I found this BBC documentary that was on YouTube about her. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was literally like kind of going against the Disney. It was, it was, yeah. it, I won't say anti-Disney, but it's. A no, it was there. Were, Disney was not involved with it at all. I more so am, am curious about her childhood because there was so much. There, is that in it's there? It's about P.L. Travers. Okay, because there was so much in this film about her childhood, and so it just got me very curious. Well, she about was that. she was raised in Australia, and she was sent to an aunt a lot. I don't know if the aunt came and lived with them. The aunt who was kind of the basis for, uh, Mary, for Mary Poppins, Poppins a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, but she was in Queensland, Australia, and that she got sent to Sydney to be taken care of a bit here and there. Got so, it. uh, like I said, I'll post that and maybe we'll be able to draw connections. Um, final, final thoughts. Did you, would you recommend that people check it out? Yeah, I think I would. I think if you're, like you said, if you're a Disney fan, if you're a fan of Mary Poppins, it is kind of fun to see them writing the song, so to speak, and like doing mm-hmm. th- those parts with the Sherman brothers and right. them get gathering around the piano and, you know, going through each character, what they were to look like and who was to portray them and things like that. Um, those parts are lighthearted, but there's a lot of heavy material mm-hmm. in this film as well. So I... It's hard for me to say, yes, go out and watch it. Do you know what I mean? I think it really depends on I think if who you're, you are. I think if you're thinking about watching it, go ahead and check it out. Yeah. I don't think I, we're going to change anybody's minds to check it out. but No, it's not one that I'm like, stop what you're doing, go watch yeah, yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. But if you're thinking about watching it, I think you should give it a watch. Um, and just be aware that there are inaccuracies in it. You know? Yeah. Well, thanks for uh, checking out this mini tale. I hope you guys enjoyed it. And we'll be back soon with with another one. Um, not sure what we'll do. Possibly Beauty and the Beast. I'm pushing for the Tron sequel. We'll see about that. Also on the list. Also on the list. So we'll be back with something, maybe another childhood trauma theater soon. But uh, until then, we'll see you guys around. Take care. Thanks for listening to Tara and Ryan's Princess Diaries. 
If you want to tell us your favorite Disney villain and why it's guest on, send us an email at trprincessdiaries at gmail.com. Or you can send a tweet about how great Maleficent is to at TRP Diaries. Check out our Facebook group by searching for Tara and Ryan's Princess Diaries. Tara and Ryan's Princess Diaries are available on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Overcast, and many more. Wherever you hear us, please be our knight in shining armor and give us a five-star review. Thanks again, and until next time, remember to always live happily ever after. Thank you.